0: is Cheap Seat Reviews.
1: Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. No and those good. those that creepy music you're hearing is a signal that we have reached October, that's right. It is, we, it is time. It is time. though technically the music that you're currently listening to now is from a Christmas movie, but um, it's done. But it, it was. it was marketed that it could be Halloween or Christmas. Die it, Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's not, it's not Die Hard. <laughs> uh, but it's Danny Elfman doing the music and it makes it great. So anytime I can put Danny Absolutely. Elfman on, uh, I will do so. So actually, I just realized that two of those were Danny Elfman. I'll think about it because uh, he did the Army of Darkness theme. No, he just did the march. Never mind. Uh, sorry, just one. Anyway, my point is is that this is episode 223, and tonight yes. we're talking about Mother! Because there's an exclamation point. You have to say it. <laughs> mother! I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Please don't sit on the sink, Jemison.
0: Yep. Um, I kind of feel the pain there. That happened to me once. When-
1: Yeah, someone sat on your sink and broke it?
0: Well, no, I sat on the sink and broke it.
1: Oh, so you felt, like, awkward and fat.
0: Oh. Uh, That's that's a daily thing.
1: No. That's okay. Several of us sat on a church pew and broke it one time. That was fun. That's right. I remember that. That was Megan's wedding room, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it was.
2: Mm. Yep. (laughs) My sister-in-law.
1: Yeah, your sister-in-law. And when I'm the light guy of the group at 220...
2: there is still a piece of wood holding there's, that uh, pew up. By the way,
1: there's, there was a lot of beef on that pew. All I'm going to say, yeah. again, yeah. I was the small guy, two twenty, because the blanket ships I think combined about five hundred pounds, maybe yeah. five twenty, and then
2: should never have been sitting in the center of that pew. No, and then
1: our, and then our fourth compatriot was. Uh, it was about 300. So, yeah, there was, yeah. There was about a 1,000 pounds of beef on that pew. Yeah. It, 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 it's like a
2: you know <laughs> half of a beluga.
1: I mean, it on, might as uh, well have been an actual right. cow. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, and Sam, seriously, don't sit on the sink vector. I'll kill you with the doorknob. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would never have. I did not see that coming. Um, no,
2: I did not either. Yeah. Not I do. But as as we talk about this movie, we uh, that was my turning moment. That was when I was like, "Oh. Yeah. I get what's going on here."
0: Yeah. Is that the only moment you didn't see coming?
1: No, uh, there's about 95% of the movie I didn't see coming. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is Mother, 2017's mother. The much maligned Yes. movie by Darren Ar, 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 Ar Aronofsky. Ar- Sorry, well, Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Uh, we mentioned this last week. He's the guy... Who,
2: who is also known as the creepy guy who dated Jennifer Lawrence for a while.
1: Yeah, his mustache, by the way, is just awful. Like, it he really needs is. to shave that. That's really gross. But anyway, he has done uh, such awful films. And I say awful wrong. I just didn't like Requiem for a Dream or Noah. I have not seen Pi. I have not seen... Um. The Wrestler or The Fountain, though I know The Fountain is like a a really weird heard, art piece. Yeah, I've heard
2: that's weird, too.
1: Um, I heard Black Swan was kind of, he's just a kind of a weird dude, you know, and he's, a, he's an art guy, you know, it's very, you uh, know.
0: Kind of explains some stuff.
1: Yeah, the, the, his movies are not, I mean, they're, they're storytelling mediums, but they're not, it's not for entertainment. It's no. to be to be study and to think and to make you ponder and all of that stuff. He's and, like
2: a, a, a Kubrick wannabe.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Why you would say that? Um, yeah. And this movie, <laughs> before we really get into the the true heart (pun intended) uh, of this uh-huh. movie. Um, there's some things I want to kind of get out of the way first, and we are going to still do the read. I'm going to remember to do that this week.
2: Well, can we mention to our, our listeners, too, if if you're interested at all in this movie, go see it, because there is nothing we can yeah. say right now that isn't going to spoil it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's worth I
1: doing it, that.
0: Uh, going along with that, I don't think there's any way to explain.
1: No, yeah, that's
0: true, too. Yeah, yeah it's... This is one that you're gonna have to see to believe.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like we can say, "Oh, in Avengers three, we can explain everything except the spoilers." Like, no, like, we can't do that. In this. Yeah.
2: By the way, Andrew, did you see what the tagline of the movie was? Like um, on the poster. No, I didn't. Oh, no, I'm Seeing is believing. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's hard to to once you know. What, what this movie is, it's hard not to see it. Just say that,
1: right? Oh, one of the posters is weirding me out. Oh, I don't like that poster at all. Where do you find the posters? I'm on IMDb, and it's uh, it's Jennifer Lawrence, uh, but you see her whole body except for the part of her that she ripped out. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's uh that's terrifying. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the stuff of my nightmares. Oh,
2: I see. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one before too.
1: Yeah, I have too. Now, now anyway, that's nightmarish. Um so okay, so here's here's one thing that I wanted. to want to start off by saying is that this movie is a rare movie in which it is truly polarizing. And I mean it as in as polarizing as and please do not make make Don't misunderstand my words and say I'm comparing Apples to Apples this to Star Wars The Last Jedi. My point is is that this movie was as polarizing as that movie. You either hated it or you loved it. And there were very few people, except I think literally like the three of us were like, eh, whatever, it's fine. But this movie, when it was premiered, had standing ovations and people booing at the same time. Like, yep. like literally, like you either got it or you didn't. Kind of like a, it's actually kind of like a Kubrick film. Yeah, um, because some people just they think 2001: A Space Odyssey is a horrific nightmare of a boring, dumb, quiet movie, and other people think, oh, this is this is brilliant. This is brilliant because it's the the struggle of man and machine and uh, whatever, right? And, and apes. And kind of.
2: Have you seen The Shining yet, Opie?
1: I've not seen The Shining. You'll you'll uh, think the same thing. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to all six and a half hours of The Shining. So I love it.
0: It's a great movie.
1: Um so with that having been said that this movie was very maligned and it um and I will say this, and we joked about it last week, and I think that's unfair, having now watched it, that this movie was nominated for a Razzie.
2: So many Razzies, several Razzies. Right? Several
1: several Razzies and um, for worse director, worse actress, and worse supporting actor. And I think that that's I, exceedingly I unfair. Agree. I think that's very unfair.
2: Yep, I totally agree.
1: I, I think whoever did that in the Razzies literally needs to owe Jennifer Lawrence an, an apology. I don't really care about the director or Javier Bardem, but Jennifer Lawrence is wonderful in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: totally forgive, forget the Katniss background or any other movie. She truly is the mother in this movie. You know her character that she plays. She is so ingrained innocence that I saw on the screen, and the just what the f is is happening right now type of. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was totally lost in her character. I thought she did amazing in this in yeah. this movie.
1: I, I did too. So with that having been said, all of all of we I've kind of laid down the kind of initial groundwork. And if you're still listening, having not watched this movie, <laughs> go see it. You're going to be kind of confused at this point on. Yeah, Because of several things. One, this movie was put on the list by Sam and I. We d- agreed to yep. do this because we heard it was a very kind of weird, divisive movie. And okay. when you look on IMDb, the first the, the, uh, has the categories, drama, horror, mystery. Okay. Well, let's, let's have Andrew read it. Well, <laughs> I will. I will. I'm, that's going to okay, happen. Okay. I promise. Okay. But this movie was sold to you and I and Andrew as a horror film. I, so with that being said, Andrew will now read it. And then we're going to talk about literally what he's about to read now, specifically.
0: Okay. I'm going to read a, 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 there's a short one sentence.
1: No, just do the IMDB page read.
0: Uh, And and so I'm going to do the longer one written by a different person. Amidst a wild flat meadow encircled by an Edenic, See,
1: see, your, your, your right. read is already changing the way I feel about the movie.
0: Yeah, lush forest. A couple have cocooned themselves in a secluded mansion that was not so long ago burned to the ground, devotedly restored by the supported wife. Within the safe environment, the once famous middle-aged poet uh, husband is uh, desirous of creating his magnum opus. However, he seems to be unable to break his persistent creative rut that haunts him. Then unexpectedly, a knock at the door, a sudden arrival of a cryptic late-night visitor and his intrusive wife will stimulate the writer's stagnant imagination. Little by little, much to the perplexed wife's surprise, the more chaos uh, he lets in their haven, the better for his punctured male ego. In the end, will this incremental mess blemish irreparably the couple's uh, inviolable sanctuary? A lot of big words in that. Field. Yeah, a lot of big words. Yeah, that some sounds like some ideas.
1: writer, some but, person who works for a newspaper that gets paid by the word.
2: Yeah. Um, but in terms of what was sold to us yeah, as th- as an audience, the I I think the IMDb description basically gives people what Here, they were expecting yeah or, the imdb and i'm shows. gonna read
1: it because i because i think it matters because imdb is kind of where i live for this podcast um and so sam says we're you know we talked about we're gonna do this movie called mother drama horror yeah. mystery sorry jennifer because Lawrence.
2: october is our horror month right
1: You know, it's yeah, yeah so i read a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home disrupting their tranquil existence that tells me that this is like House at the end of the street, right? Like this is a couple, and they're yeah. they're married, and things are good. And all of a sudden, these weird people show up and invite themselves in their lives. And maybe uh, the Ed Harris is is you know maybe crazy. He's a little weird and crazy. He makes kind of obscene remarks towards Jennifer Lawrence. And Michelle Pfeiffer shows up, and she's kind of uh, you know intrusive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. aggressive and kind of a bitch. And I've uh, and so I'm thinking, okay, this movie's going to be like. The two of them are going to split up, Harvey Bardem M. and Jennifer Lawrence, and it's going to make life miserable. And then she's going to end up having to kill them or they're going to kill her. Like, that's what I was yeah, expecting. Yep. I was expecting a horror film. That's yep. not what this movie is at no, all. Not at all. And so, so we've talked about this many times expectation plus reality equals the happiness. Of the viewer, right? Yep. You know, I related to sports all the time. Well, we think that the team, you know, our team is, we think they're probably only going to win six games this year. Hey, they won nine. Good year. That was great. Good job. We had team. a lot
2: of time, or we had a lot of, of fun. We had a lot of. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, it, we enjoyed this season. Yeah. We, oh, didn't, we didn't win 16, but we won that. Yeah, we, we won. won more we than won six.
1: We won nine. Okay, this year, we won nine last year. So this year, we're going to win nine or 10. Oh, we won four. You guys are awful. We hate you. We're moving We're moving to a different city, right? So same thing with movies. And we've done this on this podcast dozens of times where we have sat here or stood here and said, man, we wanted this film to be X, Y, or Z. And it wasn't. And that made us sad because it had potential. We said that about Buckaroo Banzai and, 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 a, and a dozen other movies that I can't think of right off the top of my head where we were like, Man, it could have been great the core i'm 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 going back and looking at some of our movies like that core could have been good but it wasn't and uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh i i like spy games but sam didn't for some several yeah. reasons and or vice versa uh, a swiss army man we i figured it was a stupid oh yeah stupid, we thought it was going to be dumb movie, and it was, we loved it was it was
2: deeper than we thought
1: yeah and we and we <laughs> We freaking loved it. Like, we all yeah. thought the hunter was about a dude hunting another dude, and it was about him hunting an animal. It was boring, and yeah. we didn't like it. So the expectation was like, ooh, William Defoe," and the poster is him in the woods with a weapon. This is going to be... No, it was not exciting. It was boring, and they had outdoor speakers or indoor speakers outside, and that pissed me off. So anyway... um so anyway, I, we go into this movie thinking it's a standard it, horror, yeah. um, you know, house... Uninvited
2: house guests you yeah. come in and kill everybody or try to.
1: Right. And in the first scene of the movie, there's a, there's a magical component happens, right? Literally in the f- opening scene, the house is destroyed, and Javier Bardem puts a magical crystal onto its pedestal, and the house is repaired, and then Jennifer yeah. Lawrence wakes up in bed. And so I thought, ooh, this, this magical crystal is it's some kind of thing right it it's a magical yeah, and, element and
2: basically everything it, you see it's burnt yeah yeah right and the house comes from a burnt char back to to normal and you see that the harvier 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 <laughs> his name bordem bordeaux
1: partem <laughs> my gosh bordem husband just call him husband
2: the husband yeah. um him. is the one that does it yeah yeah
1: yeah so we know he's responsible for something and that he has We'll say magical, un, unearthly power.
2: So you know what I thought when I first saw it? I thought, okay, well, here's the bad guy. Yeah, I did too. You know, <laughs> Immediately. This is the guy that's going to kill everybody because he's got these weird magic things. And and Jennifer Lawrence is going to realize who he is and yep. have to kill him.
1: Exactly. It's exactly what I thought. Because throughout the movie, she has these glimpses when she she touches the house and sees something. We'll talk about later. And she can see the flaw in the house. She sees the burntness. Every now and then she'll see the burn marks in the house. And I thought, he's got some kind of literal spell on her. And Mm -hmm. eventually she's And she
2: seems so innocent. Yeah. She and and doesn't know what's going on. She's just where anybody is.
1: The loving wife. Yeah. Who wants to just be there by herself. Okay, we do need to talk about the fact that he's 21 years I was gonna say who is
2: creepily younger than than uh he is he
1: is 21 years older than her and 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 I think that there's a reason for that which we'll get into yeah but it 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 took me a long time to kind of just be okay with that like I know she's
2: yeah it wasn't until the switch happened in my head that I was like oh oh oh, well then that makes sense
1: like I know she's a consenting adult and obviously he is But he could literally be her father. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know he's twenty-one years older than her. Literally, could be her father
2: several times over.
1: (laughs) So, anyway, (laughs) and I was cool with it until they started making out, and then I was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of weird, guys." But whatever. So okay, so
2: can we address the 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 elephant in the room? Okay, right? Yeah. When did you realize the movie was what it was?
1: Okay, so I want to ask Andrew that question first. Because you and I have actually already had this question. We've already yep. answered this question for each other off air. Because yeah. I, I needed to talk to someone else about this before we got onto the podcast. Because <laughs> I kind of wanted to make sure that I wasn't by myself in my thinking of this that movie. That you weren't
2: crazy. Yeah.
1: Partly mm-hmm. that I wasn't crazy. But I also did a lot of reading on this movie afterwards. And... And that's that's happened a few times for the podcast where I watch a movie and then read the trivia that changed my view. Like, Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow changed yeah, our views a little bit when I was like, hey, the director funded a lot of this movie by himself. And a labor did a of lot love. Of, yeah, a labor mm-hmm. of love. And he did, like, the CG himself in his basement computer. And we're like, oh. his Acer. Yeah, right, yeah. He did it his, on his Hewlett-Packard um, <laughs> uh, and whatever. So, like, like we were all like, oh, Okay, now we can forgive some things, you know? Uh, even the Russian film noir movie that we did, we're like, hey, we, we kind of get where you were going with this thing, and it had legs. This movie had some legs, and once, and we knowing the background that this was written and directed by someone who was doing film festivals who personally sent us the movie, which was yep. kind of cool, not that happened uh, ever before. So it kind of, I think, would have changed our opinion of the movie had we otherwise just watched it. So having read the trivia, this movie it completely changed the way I viewed the movie. So Andrew, I, we now ask of you, and then we'll we'll each of this kind of answer in turn. At what point did you realize this movie was not what the IMDB page told us?
0: Well, I never looked and we didn't really discuss kind of what the movie was. And so I went in this completely blind. <laughs> And so I had no clue what this movie was about. Um, and it kind of breaks the mold of my, of my rule of if it keeps my attention, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. This movie kept my attention the entire time. But it wasn't for the fact that I think it's necessarily a great film. It's, it kept my attention because I had no clue what was going on. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Um, and, and like Sam said, I think that Jennifer Lawrence's character, I think her acting really, I was just sucked in. Um, but I don't know that what, I guess the moment I knew what it wasn't, I, there's something about Javier Bardem's character that the very first time he's on screen, I knew that he could not be the, just a normal loving husband. Mm-hmm. And from, from that moment that he was on screen, I thought, okay, something's up with this. But then when she is painting, I guess, or mm-hmm. whatever she's doing, I, I guess she's getting ready to paint.
2: It looks like maybe
0: she's uh, stuccoing. Stucco. Yeah. Maybe that's what it yeah, is.
2: Some sort of plaster or stucco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, at that moment, I realized, okay, something's up. And I then thought, okay, well, now the movie's taking a different twist and the house is actually alive. And hmm. the house is considering this female in the house its mother. You know, that's kind of what I was...
1: <laughs> okay, like a, like a live-action monster house kind of a
0: thing. Kind of, yeah. And right, so I, that's where I was going with it. Uh, and then my life got turned upside down. <laughs> but was like was
1: there a moment or
0: no just the rest of the film
1: just the rest of the film it just kind of the eventually of got you just you slowly turned you upside down like uh, like those pirates yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't was...
0: a roller coaster it was just slowly like the, like
1: the pirate ship at the, at the park where it just like madness you just slowly get up and then oh oh I mean like oh so like pledging the fraternity got it
0: yeah yeah kind of like that yeah. you think the world is one way and then no
1: all right yeah. okay I'm with you Okay, Sam, I, again, I know your answer. Yeah, you know and, mine. And, and it's different my, than mine. I, but I'm, I
2: finally realized what was going on when I realized that the two sons, when they came in the door, one killed the other. Did, and I'm like, holy crap, this is Cain and Abel. Yeah. Holy crap, this is an allegory to the Bible. Creation story throughout. And after that, I kept trying to, to spot the different biblical themes in it and after that I was like holy crap this is fun I'm like it it was almost like a scavenger hunt Mm -hmm. that uh, you know I'm going throughout the rest of the the movie trying to figure out what he's trying to portray um, from the biblical stories that I remember
1: Mm. okay how about you did you notice that the the two brothers are in real life brothers
2: no I didn't know that either
1: Yeah, so Dom Nogleson who we saw in Ex Machina as yeah. our poor, unlucky hero. Uh, that's his actual <laughs> brother in the movie, what huh. he kills. Huh. Um, so, and I think that was done intentionally, very intentionally. Everything in this movie yes. is intentional in the casting. Um,
2: that's also when I, I realized, I was like, I understand why Jennifer Lawrence could be so much younger Yeah, than the other guy. Because, like, you know, the, 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 the old guy is God. She is Mother Earth or, you know, the start of creation. And, of course, God's going to be a lot older than, than that creation.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that's really the, the biggest spoiler of, the, of, of this episode is that that's kind of what this is. Yep. Is that this, it, the movie is an allegory for creation uh, told from the, uh, a very visceral, elemental point of view. Um, yeah. You know, if you take these concepts and shrink them into to human form, this is what the movie is. Yeah. Um, the moment where, I, so I had several moments throughout the movie, and, and again, and I can prove them by my notes, that, that I'm confused as to what's physically happening in the movie. <laughs> you know, so like my first note is, is the crystal, crystal a magical object or is this a flashback? You know, is this going to be another movie where we start the movie at this one point and then we have to see how we get to that point? And and it it sort of is that, sort of, except that it's a loop, not a flashback. It's a a little closed loop circuit.
2: But Mother Earth is different each time.
1: My second note was he's 21 years older than her, dot, dot, dot. Um. (laughs) My third one is why are why is it in horror movies the sound design and foley are cranked to eleven? I hate that. Yeah. Oh, know.
2: dude, the squishing sound <sighs> of her,
1: her her spackling. Everything. I was, was I just, was
2: just not a fan of that. By
1: everything the way. you could hear them chewing. You could hear them forks on the table. Every only horror movies do light fixtures make noise. You know, she flicks on that—that that it's an incandescent light bulb hanging from a chain. They don't make noise. That like it made noise like one of those nineteen seventies fluorescent tubes that you saw and that you had in high school. Yeah, I mean, like it—they it, don't make but, noise. But, but in horror but there movies, there has to be a reason. But in horror movies, they do—they make noise. Um, yeah, they make, there's reasons because the sound guy back in California made it have noise.
2: Well, and I'm sure the director is like, We need to keep we need to make it visceral. Yeah. We may, we need to make this world as tangible as possible. Yeah. So that you believe in it.
1: Yeah. And and again, and I think that he is still going for a horror type element in the movie. Yep. That because in in a point of view, what is happening is a horror film. What is physically happening, you know, the the, the rape of the earth is yep. Is kind of a horror film in a way. Um, what
2: humans and uh, what humans are doing to creation is basically fully portrayed in this.
1: Yes, movie. It, it really is very violently, physically, emotionally Dude, portrayed.
2: When they were beating up on her, yeah, holy
1: crap! It was yeah, that was that was
2: rough to watch.
1: Yeah, and kind of ripping at her clothes, and it, it was rough. I mean, it, it again, it was. So, so the first moment for me, really, where I realized some first things. So, so the brothers break. So first, so the man shows up, right? And he's literally titled Man. Ed Harris shows up. And he's.
2: I did not realize Ed Harris was in this, by the way.
1: Yeah, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know. Michelle Pfeiffer, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. So Ed Harris shows up. And, and he's a dick, right? He's, he smokes in their house. Like, who does that? And he's hitting on Jennifer Lawrence, which is also Weird. Weird. Um mm-hmm. every dude literally every dude in the movie hits on her. I don't <laughs> know if you noticed that. They give her a look, they look her up and down, they're checking that or whatever, like every dude in the movie is kind of hitting on Jennifer Lawrence. And so I don't know if that's that's to be portrayed that like man sees the planet Earth and is like, "Oh, hey, look what I can do it's a with a possession." It. Yeah. They they they, they, see they
2: see it as, you know, this is
1: this is this is ours to do with as we please I can do what I want, yeah, yeah. yeah. so Go ahead. Ed Harris shows up right, and he's weird and he's and he's and he's he loves sick. and he's sick yeah, and he loves um um the writer the poet uh, him they love his he loves his poems he loves his his art his, his work work or
0: something yeah yeah and, he, and um, he's he's dying not not just sick but he's he says he's dying
1: he's, they say he's dying, we we don't know, and then Jennifer Lawrence goes downstairs at one point, and he's coughing, and, and there's something in the toilet, which was weird. And there's a scene, Sam, and I don't know if you noticed it, because you didn't pick up on the Not biblical. The time, no. Is that there's a, a scar on his side, and she sees it, and then uh, Bardem covers it with his hand. That is yeah. a representation that he took a rib from him, and oh. the next morning, he has a wife. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your there's your first real biblical moment.
0: Adam and Eve. Yeah.
1: yeah. And they are that. They are Adam and Eve. And
0: Well, and they're titled Man and Woman. And that's that's what gave it away for me that it was more than just at, after I had you know watched it for a minute on Amazon, it kind of if you were watching it on an iPad, it gives you that X ray that comes mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. it shows you the titles of their characters' names. Yeah. And I was confused when it said man, woman. And then as it got further and further along and there were more characters, I noticed they were all things. Generic that, names, yeah. Well, and that they were things that would biblically or. Yeah, like a, Kristen
1: Wig makes a very strange cameo in this and she's referred to as. The Herald? Uh, the Herald.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, like the sounding of the trumpet kind of Herald. Um, end of days kind of herald. So hmm. so I, I haven't still haven't physically answered your question yet, Sam, and I am <laughs> getting there. But again, my, my brain is still in this moment that this is just a horror flick, right? So when mm. the wife shows up, my first thought was, how did she know to come here? We've already mentioned twice in the movie that they have no cell service. And (laughs) she knew where to come, right? The phone's in the kitchen, by the way. The phone's in the kitchen, which they make reference to. But then, but she's the first one to use it to call her sons to let them know that she's okay. Ed doesn't use it. At least we don't see him use it on camera. And then the boys show up, right? Then the two, the brothers show up. And then there's a fight. And one of them hits the other one with the doorknob. And, oh, sorry, 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 stop. Back it up. Beep, beep, beep. Before that. Um, Javier is talking with um, Lawrence and she's like I want them gone I, I want to be here with just you just, just be you and me and he goes but it's kind of nice having people here that appreciate my work and then you hear a, a crash from upstairs and they go up into his office where they have broken the magical gym, <laughs> and he's yep. very upset and he tells him to get out that is the expulsion from paradise that is yep. Adam eating of Eve. the
2: apple or eating of the forbidden fruit.
1: Yeah, the forbidden fruit, and they've and they've wrecked it. And the office is Eden, and he yeah. has to and he shuts it off from from the world. He shuts it off and says, "Get out." And it's the next scene. They're literally downstairs banging, and she comes <laughs> to the door in a green bra to represent. At that point, they had to cover themselves. Adam and Eve had to had to cover themselves because before yeah. Eden was so perfect they could be naked and it was fine. That's why they're both wearing light-colored clothing to represent that, and now she's in a green bra. So I still haven't picked up on it yet, though, right? I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't either. I, did, I, just, I didn't. I didn't. To me, Mich- I actually wrote this. Michelle Pfeiffer, I've seen play a villain in movies, and I still hated her more in this movie than in those movies. <laughs> I hated her. I wanted her Kind of wanted her to die. Like her character is so mean and yes. rude and in your face and aggressive and vicious, and, and vicious to just the vicious. Lawrence's character. Oh, yeah. I mean, she it, like even kind of makes a, a reference to basically she's like, Yeah, you, your husband, he's, oh, you don't know. Oh, that's so sad. And my note was, Oh my gosh, she's implying that she married a gay man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought too.
1: And, and so, then the rest when then then when the brothers show up and they have the fight and they leave, right? They all leave except uh, obviously the brother that did the killing. He ran out the back door and Javier's like, "I'll be right back," and like just locked the door and just leaves. And I thought, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> like what has now happened doesn't see feel... that's
2: that's when the the triggers. But that's it, when my brain was going in overdrive. Yeah,
1: and your brain went to the right place. My brain went to there's something way supernatural here because. They go outside and she goes outside, and there's no one there. There's no cars, there's no tire tracks, there's no driveway. Like, that's when I realized nothing exists outside of this house is real. Only what's inside this house is what's real to Jennifer Lawrence, her character. And so that's when I'm like, okay, something else, something truly sinister is happening. <laughs> Have you ever heard the term gaslighting?
0: Yes, you're a, cat, mm-hmm. you're a you're
1: a you're a psychology major, so you you would probably know what that is, Andrew. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, yeah. Um, I learned well, about it. Do it. Do what, sir? Politicians do it a lot. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Uh, if you don't know what it is, Google it. Um, I don't know if I'm qualified enough to really explain it's, it. But well,
2: it's it's when you get really close to, to well, let's see this. You, you get on the ground and you put your try to get your legs behind your head. You take a lighter. <laughs>
1: <and> <laughs> no, that's ass lighting.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry.
1: No, I mean it's it's literally when you when you try to convince someone that they're crazy in order to discredit them for yeah. a long-term game. Whatever the gain is. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like Javier Bardem was gaslighting her. Her. Yeah. Making her think that. that she's crazy and uncomfortable for whatever his end game is. Maybe it's just to control her, just to keep her in this house, right? Yeah. So I'm not there yet. So then she starts cleaning up the mess. And then I really I literally wrote um, at what point do you call the police? And then I wrote real or not, that's still a crime scene she just cleaned she's up. She's just cleaning up. <laughs> like she's now yeah. an accessory to murder or at least that's a homicide, I thought.
0: Should you really be cleaning that?
1: So so Sam so you picked up on it way before I did so I mean yeah. literally it, it, it honestly it was not until again to finally answer your your question that you 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 know suggested uh, or asked 15 minutes later it did not hit me that this is what was happening until he wrote his piece of he, he wrote his art his art right his, um, poem. Yeah. his whatever it is the poem right I'm, I'm I'm actually thinking it's like the Ten Commandments maybe I don't know he writes this thing and people just start showing up at his house to praise him. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That's weird, right? They're just like showing up. And then when they just start taking over the house and start creating an altar, they literally start creating an altar in front of you. I'm like, holy balls. And I wrote, where is it? Uh, About, how, uh, why is it, Or why is every guy she meets hit on her? Uh, I did write, She did dial nine one one. They should have at least done a courtesy call. Um, (laughs) Then I wrote, and then I wrote, "Oh, they created religion." And then I said, "This is an allegory for Christianity." But it was not until, like, the guys literally with the the poem again. I still think it's the Ten Commandments on a on a stick
0: that Mm -hmm. he is framed
1: and he's chanting. And I thought, "Holy crap! This he's 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 Moses." Yeah. He's he's touting the the commandments and he's he's rallying these people to come and and join the, religion and... the thing. And that's when it hit for me that oh that's what this is this is religion, right? This is this is the birth of, of religion. And I still didn't get that Lawrence was Mother Earth until I read the trivia. I oh, wow. still thought she was just maybe she is portraying not Mary but just like the mother of, of humanity kind of a yeah. thing. It, it it was... Oh, my God, cat! you scared me. <laughs>
2: oh, it is Horror Month.
1: Jeez. What? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Here? You hear? You want to participate in the podcast? What do you want? What? <laughs> I've had my son on the show. I think it's the first time I've had my cat. Nice. Gosh, you scared me. Um... Because she, she does, I uh, same you've never had a cat, but she, like cats, uh, Andrew, when your cat stops being spastic and actually will calm down, uh, she just comes up and does this very light sniffing of your arm. Oh,
2: dear Lord. And so she
1: just, it just like this little tickle on my arm here. But it, <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I, uh, going back to,
2: to, to your point, I can see why some people would absolutely hate this movie yeah because it does not portray religion in a really good light no it doesn't and no. especially christianity
1: no um but also again, this is a dude that wrote that did noah yeah um, and and was yeah. very kind of sciencey science from the point of view of the bible like not it's it's not romanticized yeah. at all this is it's the the kind of the hard story of noah um yeah and yeah, it, it kind of does paint. I mean, it yes. paints humans as a, in a bad, but I think that's the point.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's to that's, show that's how message.
1: kind of awful we are.
2: Is that we are basically horrible to creation. Yeah. Yeah. We And, um, and, and to we each end other. We destroying everything we know. Yeah. Or everything and, we would hold dear anyway.
1: Yeah. And, and so, so, like, there's a scene in the movie where a, a joke, the joke, the, the only kind of humorous moment that I captured in, in, in my intro was the please don't sit on the sink and these two idiots are literally jumping, jumping on the sink. And I thought, people don't act like that. Like they just yeah. didn't like that. That was kind of my first thought of this. This there's something not real about this. Like people don't <laughs> act like that. People don't go yeah. to a person's f- funeral at the house where the guy was murdered, which is weird. Yeah. And then go upstairs into the bedroom and start having sex. Like that just, and I know now, Wait, you don't do that. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've not been to many funerals of homicides. I must admit, oh, okay. um, but I've unfortunately been to enough funerals um, of my peers. But I, I, I get now, and after reading that, that was basically Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Like yep. the, the, I
0: kind of took it as the flood. That's what it like, was. That's exactly oh, yeah, what the, it was. The, the sink bursting. Yeah, the sink yeah.
1: bursting and the pipe bursting is the flood. Yeah, um, but at
2: that same point, we, we are we are that dumb as as humans, right? We 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 constantly, you know, we'll be jumping on the sink of climate change. We'll be jumping on the sink of of pollution, and and even though we know it's killing us, we'll jump on the darn sink.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. And 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 Dan, uh, the director Darren, um, even kind of. And an article talked about that this movie is, is talking about, it, it, it. it's, sorry, I'm a little distracted. My cat is trying to climb into my lap right now. It's kind of weirding me out. She's never this lovey while well, I'm doing a show. I don't know yeah. what's happening. Well, maybe um, she depreciates mother. Well, she, I mean, she's been fed. I don't know what she's what's going on. Anyway, maybe she can't get into the bedroom where Sarah is. Um, sorry. You know, so, is, by,
2: speaking of, of animals, that's something that is missing.
1: Yeah, there are like, no animals except for in,
2: in this movie it would be, you know, the, the, the house pet and then um, she finds it brutally murdered by one of the guests.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean like 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 how would she even represent that with the sink flooding? Like she picks up the two things that are the animals and saves them on the table, you know, like
2: or or at least she she picks up the animal and brings it to another room. I yeah, mean, that's all it would take.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I I think you're asking almost too much symbolism in the movie. Yeah. In a movie that's just nothing but. But again, I didn't yeah again, I, I didn't pick so, up on it until
2: So all the things that, that make people hate this movie, number one, it, it paints religion in a bad light. Number two, it paints humans in a bad light and, and shows us as, as stupid. Right? So already you've mm-hmm. insulted two well, you've insulted to your entire audience. Yeah, you basically yeah. <laughs> you just you've just insulted the entire audience. And um and I, I think the misleading Um, I mean, it is a horror movie if you think about it.
1: Yeah, there are horror elements.
2: Um, But even if you if you think of our world uh, in terms of Mother Nature and what we're doing to it, it it we're living the horror movie. And maybe that's the big lesson.
1: Yeah, that was what I was trying to say before my cat distracted me again. Was that um, you know, Aronofsky even said, you know, one of the biggest threats to the planet, and even Dan Brown did a book on it, is our overpopulation. Mm -hmm. Um. Is you know we're 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 approaching we're at eight billion people we're approaching you know we're approaching nine billion in the next twenty years you know so are are we as a people as, as is the planet able to sustain that is is the, is a question that no one has the answer to mm-hmm. um, except Thanos up uh,
2: up until now we've had used technology to keep us alive.
1: Right, and at some point, you know, is there going to be, I don't know, I obviously I, I feel like we'll be dead, and it'll be our grandchildren's, maybe it'll be their mission, maybe it'll be after them, I, I don't know, but, um, you know, of course that Dan Brown book has a very singular solution um, to
2: the problem. <laughs>
1: if you've not read it, eh, it's whatever. Don't,
2: don't, don't. It's, still,
1: it's fine. It's good. I watched the movie and the movie actually kind of annoyed me.
2: Oh really? I haven't seen the movie
1: yet. The movie I don't want to talk too much about another movie. I know we get tangent in this on this podcast, but usually we tangent on movies that aren't worth talking about and this movie's <laughs> still worth talking about, but um the did you read the book, Sam?
2: No uh, yes, yes I read. The book.
1: So the the Felicia character, the girl that's hanging out with Langdon all day. Yeah. Um she, like you know, she has an ulterior motive in the book, but Langdon kind of talks her out of it. Yeah, and then she becomes part of the solution, right?
2: Mm-hmm. In the
1: movie, nope, she's an extremist and dies for her cause. Spoiler. Oh dear lord! It's kind of dumb. <laughs> it it kind of is, and yeah. But the other part of the the thing that they changed for the movie is they stop it. Ah. Oh. Is that they stop the thing? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. I, I
2: read the book, people.
1: Well, and because the because the movie, I think it's it's like, it's actually like an airborne disease that that was, it's supposed to literally kill half the population. Oh,
2: so it's a totally different virus. It's kind and of, of a course, different... people who are listening that who haven't seen the movie or read the book are like, what the heck are they talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: I know. It, the well, book... I mean, basically. Dan Brown... I know some people that probably hate Dan Brown because of his kind of anti-God um, state on things. He still makes pretty good books. Yeah, um, Angels and Demons is a really good book. I don't care if you hate the Catholic Church or not. It's still a good book. Yeah. Um, and I think actually my favorite of his...
0: In the newest book, though, he just has this gauntlet that you snap your fingers in. And, <laughs> and then half the people disappear?
1: Yeah, yeah, into dust. Oh, wait, that's a different guy. Um, so anyway, um, so... So the, so, the, so this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, So this movie, again, it, Andrew mentioned it earlier about his rule. And this movie kind of adheres to that rule for me as well. Can you hear the cat purring? I, I,
2: I can see the tail. It's uh
1: yeah. She's now she has now found a way to make it into my lap, and she's <laughs> trying to determine whether or not she could walk on my mixer or not. Yeah. Uh, right she, now uh, she's just
2: biting biting Sean's hand in five.
1: No, no, she's she's in that, that kind of mood. But what I'm afraid of is she's going to lean against my mixer for a source of scratches. And like turn yeah. a volume knob or something like. you know, Also, I'm going to get really loud or really soft. Or yeah. you guys are. Um, no, so I, I was kind of bored during parts of this movie. And yeah. I'm not going because again, I kept waiting for horror things to happen, mm-hmm. and they never did. And I was I was getting bored, and it, I started breaking my own rules. I got on an IMDb. Before the movie was done, now I didn't read any trivia. I know, I know. Go on, go find something else to do. Yeah, go chase the dog or something. Um, but I, I pulled out my phone. I started playing Crash uh, Clash Royale. I I got kind of bored, and and I kind of feel bad about that now.
2: Now that you understand what the movie was yeah, about. Yeah,
1: but in the moment, I I really, honestly, when the movie ended, I hated it. I really didn't like it. I would have been one of those people at the film festival booing. Really? Yeah, I would have. Because cause, cause even once I kind of figured out what was happening, it didn't make me happy. <laughs> it just made me mad. Um, and the other thing that really I did, there, there's two, several other physical filmmaking styles that I didn't like. I did not like the fact that the camera was never more than a foot and a half away from Jennifer Lawrence at all times. Claustrophobic? Yeah, I was literally leaning back in my chair. I was (laughs) physically being pushed away from... We as Americans have um, a larger personal space bubble than most cultures. At Um, least three feet. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And, in all directions. And especially when it's people you don't know, right? I mean, the three of us have shared a backseat of a car on a road trip or whatever. And you, you, whatever, you deal with it or you're on a bus, whatever. I know there's a social contract there. But if I came up to a stranger and shook their hand and then stepped into that three-foot zone, they would in, in, instinctively step back. And you could just march them along until they stopped you or punched you or whatever. But this movie, she we're... we're there's only two scenes in the entire movie where she is not on camera. The very opening scene and the very last scene. Yeah. Uh, because they're always with her. Because it's two different actors. Two actresses pl- portraying the same person, thing, entity. But you're right. The camera is always on her. The only time I felt relief, visual relief in my eyes, was when we were looking at Javier Bardem. Because sometimes he wasn't right up against her. He was kind of farther away. And we were looking over her shoulder. Though, literally those moments made me feel better Like physically Because otherwise I kept I, it, I, don't, I, I know it's a me thing Totally a me thing But I was, I was uncomfortable And another thing that has bothered me And I still don't have an answer for Back to the sound design of the movie First of all there is no soundtrack There is no score There is zero music in this entire movie There was a score written And then the director threw it out Literally threw it out the first bit of music you hear is the credits. Oh. So hmm. the other thing of sound design that bothered me is when we're in the office, so Eden, even when we're outside of the office and Jennifer is looking into it, there is a noise that you hear. And to me, it sounded like someone who's flipping a coin. Like when you when you, you flip a coin.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: you know what I'm talking about? Do you, either one of you hear it?
2: Yeah. Mm, I don't remember that. I, I remember like a, a, a finger symbol type of noise. Yes, at that point. that
1: It was like, okay. It was like those little um, like you had one of the finger symbols, and you were just mm-hmm. flicking it very lightly. And it was like yes. Every 30 seconds, or every 15 seconds or whatever, you just hear just ding ding. It was real soft. And I could once I again got into the mindset of, oh, this is what's actually happening in the movie. Cause we were in that room for a long time when Jennifer Lawrence gave birth to her son, and then you have the, the standoff between her and Javier. Um, oh, yeah, a long time. A long, yeah. I mean, it it, it was it dude, was,
2: and he makes a, a an incredible creepy person. By the way,
1: well, he's played a bad guy in everything he's oh, been in. Holy crap! And arguably, he's the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, religious folks out there, I just called God the bad guy. Well,
2: in this movie, he's but portrayed that way. He's
1: kind of portrayed again, that way.
2: Why people would very religious people would hate this movie?
1: Yeah, because he's not. He's again, in it for himself. Well, yeah, it is. It is. He is portrayed. He is. He comes across as this very selfish. Very yep. selfish. And and I'm, there are probably people who are of a religious, of non-Christianity religion, maybe other you know other religion, Scientology, and whatever. And non-religious people who are like, yeah, God is a selfish a-hole, um, because why else would He create a people to only worship Him? Yeah. And when you look at it in that context, when you lay it into that context, yeah, it kind of comes across as a selfish jerk. And He is ignoring his wife, in this case, Earth or Gaia is yeah. kind of is actually mother. Because
2: he name. could he could easily have included her in with that. Mm-hmm. In some way, shape, or form, but instead chose to take it all for himself.
1: So, so then this gets to the hardest part of the movie, and we have to talk about mm. it.
2: The, okay. the hardest
1: part. So Jennifer Lawrence has her baby, and the baby is the representation. It's Jesus. The baby is the Savior. That's what Christ it's. Christ Child. The yes. Christ Child. That's what it is. And and, and I
2: literally gasped.
1: I, uh-huh. um, so she has the baby, and she's holding on to him. And he says, "Let me hold my son." And she says, "No, make them go away." He goes, "Like I can't." And she says, "Then you can't hold your baby." And there's a stare down. What what seems like half an hour. It, I would seem. I would actually think days because the they oh, show. No, there's, yeah. There, there's a gift basket
0: in believe. the movie. Yes, it's days. But
1: yeah, in maybe. the movie, yeah, the actual daytime of the movie, it probably is closer to ten minutes, maybe of filmmaking film time. Yeah. Um, which is a long time to spend in a scene with two people staring at each other and a baby just kind of hanging out and breastfeeding and stuff. Because she eats everything in the basket. The The basket of fruit is gone and has started to rot. Yeah. Um. That's how long she has been there protecting her child. And the moment she falls asleep, she wakes up and the baby's gone. And uh, oh. Javier has taken the baby out to show the people. This is my son. And so she goes running after him, and he has given the baby to the people. Kind of what we did, that they did to Jesus. Here's the baby, here's the Jesus, here's the Christ child. And then they crowd surf this child. And again, the movie is very, um, not realistic. Um, Realistic is the word. Literal. It's an infant. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's ever held an infant knows that you have to support its neck. Well, when you're crowd surfing an infant... You can't You're support not its neck. The neck. And there's a there's a jerk and a noise and I And the I, baby stops crying. I and I cried. I, I wept in my chair. Um, I'm actually starting to get teary eyed thinking about what happened because I could not imagine in Jennifer Lawrence's character that moment of of having a child and then having it literally ripped from your arms by your husband who gave it yeah. to these people who then Immediately murder it, and yeah. and then the movie gets goes to the next level. Of they, by the time she gets to where the body of her child is, and I'm sorry if, if people are listening who have, who have who have listened to the show that have kids. Daddy. This is a little. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, they have built an altar to this dead baby and have started to uh, eat, eat it. it. Um, and of course it's a it's a it's a it's a metaphor for the body of Christ. This is my blood shed for you. This is my body broken for you. Yeah, right. And it's a and it's a metaphor. Even Jesus made it as a metaphor. Um, in the movie, it's literal, and and of course Jennifer Lawrence loses her mind, and she um she ends up finding a, a weapon of, of of some sort and starts murdering the people that have murdered her child, and then Javier shows up and says, "We must." we must forgive them, for they know not what they do, right? Pretty much, yeah. And and in that moment, I'm with, totally with Jennifer, I'm like, pick up that glass you just had and stab him in the neck, like there's something wrong here. And yeah. so then she, she she escapes, she flees after Um, actually they beat the hell out of her first, calling her a whore and a whatever, and that's when Javier shows up to kind of protect her a little bit, and that's when she then runs downstairs and finds the uh, the drums of oil and the cigarette lighter that man gave her that originally the, the head Harris was, a, the, it was his cigarette lighter. And, uh, she lights that bitch up and the whole place explodes. Um, and I, and admittedly I was a little satisfied in that moment. Uh-huh. um, <laughs> I, I was, I, I felt a, a moment of satisfaction, uh, satisfaction. That's not a word. Satisfaction is the word I'm trying to find. And, uh, and then, of course, then Javier picks her up, and he's totally unscathed, and yeah. that is one hundred percent proof that okay this this no this movie is one hundred percent that thing that we've already figured it out yeah. and she says, "Who are you?" and he says, "I am i and uh and that's when I was like, "Wait a minute, that's from the Bible <laughs> <laughs> like I remembered that line from the bible and uh, and, and and that's Truly, when everything was like, "Oh wow, and so then he goes upstairs and he, he puts her down on the, on the in, his, in Eden, and then uh, he says, I, "I need it or something," and she says, "I have nothing left to give and then he says, "You have your love or your something." she 's like, "Okay, go ahead and take it," and he literally rips into her chest and rips out her heart, and then it 's the crystal. That he puts back on the shelf and then the house turns new, and then the bed in the bed is a different woman. Yep. Who how and that's how the movie starts.
2: And, and we start anew. And we start anew.
1: Yep. Um and the and the cycle starts over. And uh again, I was kind of pissed. Uh, at that at that point that that's how it kind of ended. Uh-huh. Um and so maybe because of the child part is why people booed. Um, uh, um, I think it was, I,
2: like I said, it was people, overly religious people will boo this. Uh, or, or people who can't see religion from a different angle mm-hmm. will boo this. Well, um, I, also, I also
0: think people who don't understand it. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say, I think that people that aren't necessarily religious, or even if they are, if they watch this and don't understand it they're they're not gonna
2: Yeah, I'd be I, I think I would have been a little pissed off if I didn't ha- if I wouldn't have made that connection yeah. early earlier in the movie. And and maybe it, I, it really and, does get crazy really fast for yeah. a, and then for a long time it just doesn't make any sense if you don't know what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah. I mean for about 25 minutes her house is literally under attack. I mean we it shows the worst of humanity. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. all of the bad stuff from Game of Thrones shoved into 30 minutes. I mean, uh-huh. there's, there's literally sex trafficking and human trafficking. There's yeah. uh, there's murders. There's a lot of people chanting different religious. So you've got like some people chanting um, like Muslim prayer as they're killing people. There's someone, yeah. uh, one of the people that takes her is trying to, to traffic Jennifer uh, while she's still pregnant uh, is speaking Albanian. Um, Kristen Wiig's character murders a bunch of people. Um, there's, I mean, there's, uh, the riot police show up, the prophet, like the Moses prophet shows up to try to protect her. And then he gets his jaw shot off. Oof. Um, so there's, I mean, there's, I mean, literally there's, there's, there's about 30 minutes. The, it, it's basically the first 15 minutes of saving private Ryan are in her house. Yep.
0: It's carnage. It really is.
1: Again, it's, it's, it's the worst of humanity and how they treat her, this pregnant woman. And they beat the hell out of her just, just while people are trying to escape and flee and, and, and go and whatever. And like the upstairs, the second floor is kind of the safety spot and the, and the, the people who are with God are like beating back people that aren't with sticks and knives and, and pieces of wood and, um, Another, another parts like before things really get ramped up. People are literally taking apart the house, um, which uh, we haven't said it yet. The house is Earth. the The house is a physical representation, or of, all of
2: creation. Well, it mean,
1: ju- it's well, well, no, it, it is uh, according to the trivia. It's Earth. Yeah, the house represents Earth, and she is Gaia or Gaia, G A I A, how you want to pronounce it. Um, the mother mother earth the 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 entity that represents the planet um, so anyway um this movie left me exhausted and <laughs> and I watched it last night i I watched it yesterday afternoon um because I like to watch the movie a day before we do the show so I can really kind of think about it and I told Sam off air you know. Earlier I said, it's, it's been a while since we had a movie that made me think this much, and then we couldn't remember that we had just done Ex Machina not that long ago. <laughs> um, And that movie made me think for different reasons. And so so in the way this movie succeeded, right, at least with the three of us, I think, in that it's made us question some things and think about some things, um, and I think the three of us are... and I'm going to give us our, ourselves a little credit, even though it took me having to read trivia to get there. I think we were mature enough to see this movie for what it was supposed to be. Again, not knowing what it was supposed to be when we started. Again, I thought it was a horror flick. I thought it was going to be like Hostage, where there was going to be some weird things happening and, and people were going to get murdered. Like That's what I thought. and And that's not at all what we got. So... I I, well, it, I, I it, promise it, it, you next week we know what we're getting into when we're watching yeah, Doom. Yeah, <laughs> just say it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to do some trivia. Um, we can continue the discussion uh, if the trivia sparks an, an idea or a, a thing. Um, so I guess I do have to play uh, this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I didn't capture any clips for this movie. Um, not because I didn't want to or because I was bored or too tired. I I simply did not know what to capture for the movie. Usually the things that I capture are usually silly or poignant and I everything I could think to capture made me sad. Um and so I did and it was this was a hard movie and I just didn't want to <laughs> relive some of it on in fairness. So if you feel cheated that I didn't play any clips, um then um uh, um then
0: We Ain't Found <laughs> Shit.
1: Right, that's where you go. So oh, that's all I got for you. Uh there is no musical score for the film. Uh I mentioned earlier the End of the World plays covered by Stinger Patty Smith. Um that, that's all you get. It's the end of the world as we know it. That's the song. Only it's covered in a very ethereal acoustic guitar. The Golden Raspberry Awards, the anti-Oscars that gives awards to bad movies, received backlash when they nominated Jennifer Lawrence for Worst Actress and nominating Javier Bardem for Worst Actor and Darren Ar- Aronofsky for Worst Director. Even detractors who disliked the film stated that their performances were, what, what were was one of the film's only redeeming qualities. I can totally agree.
2: I still understand all this hate. I just don't understand it because I've been, Walt, while you've been talking, I've been going through all the uh, IMDb reviews mm-hmm. and it literally is either a one or a 10. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing that's going to be interesting when we do our out of 10, are we going to do that? Or is you know, are you going to give it a 10 and I'm going to give it a one or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, cause, I cause I think somewhere, I think we're all uh, gauging from the conversation we've had. We're kind of all of us, in the middle of the film, uh, partly because of expectations, partly because of various other things, um, even just filmmaking style. Again, it's going to lose a point just because I couldn't get away from Jennifer Lawrence's face. Um, Not that that it isn't a lovely face, but I I felt like I was invading her personal space. Um, uh, After Mother... I already mentioned that one. I talked about that one. Originally titled... Day Six. If this was called Day Six, I think I know what I'm getting into. Just saying. Yeah. Which was meant to be the title that referred to the biblical account of God creating the Earth and the universe in seven days. And the film's events would be an allegory for the sixth day in God creation of the world. Like, I'm not saying that Mother is a bad name for the movie. I'm just saying... It might have made life a little easier for me personally. So,
0: Well, I don't know. To me, that would have made it more confusing. I mean, it was confusing as it is, but I think calling it day six.
1: But I uh, think that calling it day six, in fairness, I don't think Sam and I would have picked this movie for October. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. I don't, I, I'm
2: sure we would have seen we it. We would at have some done point. it eventually,
1: but it would not have been an October yeah. horror film we would have chosen something equally legitimately scary, like, the, like the, the, the house at the end of the road that Jennifer Lawrence, one of the first movies that she did, or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to finish out. This is the last bit of trivia, um, and we've gone over this, but I want to just uh, hit it again. During an interview with IndieWire, and this is the piece of trivia that literally made the movie click for me, Aronofsky explained the concept of the movie. Lawrence is Gaia, or Mother Earth, while her house represents the world, a living, breathing organism being destroyed by its inhabitants. Her husband, known as Him, in the film is God. Out of boredom, he creates Adam and Eve, the couple who who proceed to destroy both Gaia's creation and his study, the Garden of Eden, which holds God's perfect crystal, the apple. Their quarreling sons are Cain and Abel. They also bring worshippers to praise God who keep sitting on mother's unsupported sink and eventually causing the pipes to burst into the great flood. God impregnates Mother, who gives birth to the Messiah, a chaotic sequence followed by a disquieting communion and revelations. So so yeah, again, as gay, gay is what? Is brings you know the the apocalypse basically with uh, oil and a cigarette lighter. Um, So when I read that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Light bulb kind of a thing for me. Uh But again, it took me reading that to really appreciate what the movie was. So I'm not blaming the movie. I'm kind of blaming myself for not picking up on it earlier <laughs> because my mindset the whole time is like this. There's, there's, I know there's something unreal about this. Like there's, it's it's
2: kind of like one of those illusions that once you see it, you can't unsee it.
1: Yeah. Wow. But again, my brain wouldn't let, me, it wouldn't let me go to where yours did, Sam, because my mm. brain was fixated. This is a horror film. Javier Bardem's the bad guy. Jennifer Lawrence is the good guy, and she has to somehow survive whatever horrors he's about to wrath upon her. Like, I I couldn't go where the movie wanted me to go because of my, my misguided expectation. Partially, I blame IMDb, and partially my own <laughs> self for not... Maybe figuring it out earlier, maybe clearing my mind of of the expectation, and so that's not the movie's fault. That's my fault. But I I, I was pissed when this movie ended. I was mad. I really didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, and and I, I guess when we when we get to the end, I guess I'll I'll let you know if I if I've changed my mind or not. If I, if I still hate it, I, I don't know. I will say this now. I never want to watch it again, ever. <laughs> I'm glad I yeah. watched it. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I never want to see it again. I really don't. So yeah. yeah, Um, and mostly for that one scene, I couldn't handle that again. Oh, that scene wrecked me, Sam. It's I cried yeah. in my chair. I wept. I I almost paused the movie to like to to. Uh, What's the word? Not control myself, but to uh, compose myself. I'm just glad I was home by myself. If my kids would have been around, I'd have grabbed both of them and just been hugging them. They'd have been asking, "Daddy, why are you crying?" Yeah, um, probably. like stuff like that in movies just gets me. Oh, it just kills me. I mean, and, and maybe it's because I'm a dad. Maybe I don't know. I think I was kind of a big softy before I had kids. So, um, anyway, um, okay. Anything else we want to say before we do top three about this movie? I'm good. Okay. I'm just just giving you an opportunity. All right, here we go. Excuse me while I whip this out. Man, that clip (laughs) seems so weird. That seems so wrong just from this. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Just because of of everything that's happened, that just seems so strange. Oh, Uh, man. I'm going to play one more. Is this Son movie bitch must pay.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. damn it. <laughs> there we
1: go. So
2: Oh this movie certainly doesn't make you feel better as a human being. That's that's mm-hmm. for sure. No. no,
1: no, it's it's a hard movie. We decided to do we've already done Jennifer Lawrence movies a long time ago when we did the Hunger Games. Um, so we decided to do it, it's a pretty broad topic. We I, we, we kind of called it symbolic movies. So, whether you want to use the word an allegoric or an, aller, aller, an, an allergy, uh, like uh, a like Allegory? A yeah, an allegory. Yeah. An algorithm is the word I used earlier, which was, was like, um wrong. Another one? Um, isn't that the guy that ran for president and lost? Oh,
0: that's, yes. a, that's just yeah. Well, he actually won, but.
1: Uh, so, we but decided not the
0: electoral college. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad you pushed up your imaginary glasses when you said that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because everybody can see that on the... uh,
1: I know, it's great radio. Um, Though I actually do wear glasses, and and whenever I do that voice, I actually do physically push up my glasses to make the point. Uh, So we're doing symbolic movies, so uh, there's lots of actually really interesting lists that kind of have movies that have... uh, Whether it's a movie or there's just something in the movie... Um, Uh, I can't believe I just thought of this. This popped in my head, but one of the most egregious ones I can think of is actually the Twilight movies. Um,
2: What is that an allegory of?
1: Well, she, uh, the Kristen Stewart character, if you look at the book cover, the physical book cover, it's an apple. Uh And the idea is that she is the forbidden fruit because Edward is a vampire. And... You can't, as a vampire, fall in love with a human because she literally is the forbidden fruit. Yet somehow they make it work in their world. But it—the first movie book is—it's kind of an allegory for the forbidden oh, fruit. Okay, All right. mm. yeah. yeah, I know. I'm, I, I actually feel bad. We that never I said
2: did. it was a good allegory. We just
0: said it was. I, crime. I
1: actually feel bad that that popped in my head right now. So, uh, Andrew, save me.
0: Okay. So I... Uh, hopefully these will work. Number three, I have the X-Men film. And I remember watching these and thinking when I watched them originally, right along the lines of civil rights movement. You know, well, you yeah, yeah, rights oh, yeah, for yeah. for mutants. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, number two, I went with the Lego movie. And <laughs> dealing with self independence and breaking away from the mold of society and um,
1: and you have to just there is no spoon you just have to believe
0: right and then number 1 and one of my all-time favorite movies um just I don't know why I just like it is groundhog day oh. yeah. yeah that's a good one uh, with the symbolism of being in purgatory purgatory yeah and, and finally reaching that enlightenment and getting out of purgatory.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. Um, uh, Sam?
2: Yeah, my number three is Groundhog Day for the, the purgatory uh, allegory. My number two is Wizard of Oz for an economic allegory. Um, back when we were on the gold standard and we're switching over uh, to the non-gold standard. So um, if you ever get a chance to look at that, it's it's a fascinating look at uh, how economics can be interesting, folks. (laughs) And my number one, you knew it, it's number one in all our hearts, is uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, and uh, the allegory of parenthood. And And there is a great video essay on youtube about how the entire movie is about parenting
1: and how your your children will one day grow up and eat you pretty much yeah (laughs) um one of my movies i i put on my list it actually is it's actually not really all it's symbolic but of something yeah i'm thinking about replacing it with something else and so i did a a little a little google search um
2: Right then and there.
1: Yeah. Like, like, there's there's a couple other good movies that I would, would like, but, but like, like The Sixth Sense would be a good one. Um, okay. because it's, it's, it's more than just a story about the fact that, that somebody in the movie is dead the whole time. Yeah. It's 1999. Go watch the movie. Um, but the, the article here talks about the movie is actually about Big Brother is watching you. But, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a little weird.
2: Okay. Um,
1: whatever. So uh, I'm just going to stick with the three that I have and whatever. So um, I'm going to change my order, though. My number three is going to be, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Ah, uh-huh. Odysseus. It is the, it's a, it's, and that's the one I'm kind of iffy on is because it's not really an allegory. It's just a retelling of Odysseus, um, mm-hmm. of his story and of his plight. So it's not really an allegory. It's, it's just another story. Um. So it doesn't really fit. Uh, of the theme of what this episode was was going for. So my number two is Zootopia, dealing oh, with, yeah. with race mm. and um, social classes, and I mean the, the whole
2: movie- That's in terms of introducing it to kids and yeah. the concept of racism to kids. Yeah, it's a great movie for that. Palatable. Part. Yeah. Not not that it's it's not making racism good, but it's showing the evils of it. Mm is it's just a brilliant film yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of doing.
1: And then my number one I I no put truth about the DMV. Is uh he <laughs> what mm-hmm. about the DMV that you said? Oh, the this loss. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um yeah. and then my number one I actually put The Lion King. You know, it's Really. Yeah, because there's there's lots of parallels with the Jesus story. There's a lot of parallels with um uh, s- several other kind of uh, f- very similar biblical um, stories, um, where the where the where the, the the father is killed by the the brother and and stuff. So the, the the movie is, I mean, it's a fairly simple story if you think about it. But
2: isn't it, it isn't it Macbeth or something? I thought it was. Yeah, like Macbeth
1: is. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, uh, so I, it maybe not the best example. I, I think actually, I guess Zootopia is probably the best example of what we're actually going for with this this list. So I have Zootopia uh, soundtrack grade. Oh. I, we haven't said this in a long time, but literally there wasn't one. So I guess I, I, <laughs> I can feel comfortable in ignoring that. Um, yeah, no email this week, which is you know shocking. Uh, no, I yeah. I did get a a, a Twitter. Uh, apparently, last week I, I uh, said that uh, Frank Weller uh, voiced um, Megatron. He voiced, or Optimus Prime. Frank Weller voiced Megatron. And, um, oh, no, I, I'm I, I was corrected on Twitter, and now I'm, <laughs> I can't remember what he said. Nice. I love it. Yeah. It was, it was listener Andrew helped us out. Wait, why isn't that <laughs> well, out?
2: and participant. Wasn't Andrew a participant?
1: No, 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 not Andrew. No, well, no, he actually had the ability to. He donated money to when we were doing our, our, our kind of our fundraiser, where you if yeah. you donate twenty five bucks, you can participate on the show. He uh, still has that right. He donated yeah. the money. Uh, he has just elected not to to participate in the show. Oh, okay. Um, though again, he has that option to do so. He just hasn't. I'm trying to. I want to make sure I get it right on air. And give Andrew credit for correcting me, because I am not above <laughs> admitting when I'm wrong. Um, Peter Cullen was Optimus Prime. Frank Welker there was you. Megatron. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, my bad. And then I posted a GIF of the new version of the Megatron. And he was like, no, that was Hugo Weaving. And I'm like, I, no, I knew that. <laughs> I, was just, um, I just like his voice. Anyway... So, thank you, yeah. Andrew. For... So, again, if, you, if I've said something wrong and um, Sam or Andrew didn't correct me, feel free to text, not text, uh, Twitter, tweet the show and say, hey, you guys are wrong. Um, which I'm sure we are way more than. See, like, and here's the other thing that's annoying, yeah. right? I'm on the IMDb page for this movie. Other movies like it. Get Out, which is a horror no. film. It, which is a horror film. Uh what is this movie? The killing of a sacred deer. Okay, maybe. I don't know what that is.
2: Uh I'm sure it has to do with killing a sacred deer.
1: Stephen, a charismatic a charismatic surgeon, is Dr. Stephen Strange, is a charismatic surgeon, is forced <laughs> to make an unthinkable sacrifice after his life starts to fall apart when the behavior of a teenage boy he has taken under his wing turns sinister. Oh, okay. Um the Shape of Water, Split, and The Witch.
2: Which, yeah, see. Which we're you
1: know, going to do they, in two weeks.
2: They just don't know where to put this movie. No, yeah. I, I think they, they really don't.
1: I do want to see Split, though. Um, it's just hard to categorize it. Just because mm-hmm. it's part of the uh, Unbreakable. Because even
2: thinking about it now, I, I had no idea what I would compare this movie to. Does that make sense?
1: I uh no, you're you're
2: at least movies that I've seen before. Now maybe two thousand one Space Odyssey, because there's a lot of symbolism in that. But it was I, I don't think it's as smart as two thousand and one. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, but yeah, and that one that movie's way more subtle than this. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's about they're, I mean this movie. No, actually, not, that's not true. That movie was more subtle because there's a point where this movie stops being subtle and it's literally punching you in the face. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. While you're on the ground getting your clothes ripped off. So, um, anyway, so... Uh, all right, so we're we're at the part of the show where we do um, uh, this.
0: Wait, what's supposed to happen?
1: Out of 10, we're going to have to give this a grade and I'm, just, I'm actually struggling with the grade... I'm, I'm glad to...
2: Andrew's first. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm
0: feeling okay with.
1: Um, yeah, go ahead, Andrew.
0: Well, I, like I said, it kept my attention, but for reasons, unlike usual, um, and I, I think after I discovered what the movie really was, it was more interesting. And I, I kind of like movies that I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> because it is intriguing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. But there are some things that did bother me um, about, you know, cinematography and, and a few other. Something that really bothered me, and I haven't mentioned it yet, is there, the use of muted colors on everything. Except for when they showed outdoor pictures of uh, the house and in the field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know—I don't really know if there's a, a reasoning behind that. But it was like everything in the house was all very muted. Well, you—you you,
1: you might even use the phrase "earth tones." Ah, uh. so I guess so.
0: Um, and
1: I didn't mention this earlier. But there was another moment where I was like, this isn't real, is when the camera's panning away from the house. One of the few times that Jennifer Lawrence isn't physically on camera, even though she kind of is, but we're panning away from the house, and the bottom one-sixteenth of your screen, you see a little bit of the burning from, I guess, the previous explosion. Um, and, And so I was like, that's what made me think, that the house was always dead, that the house is yeah. always, that, yeah. that the earth is desolate. They, that We are now living it. in post-apocalyptic whatever, and Javier is some kind of conjurer of things and that this crystal is what keeps the house under its spell. Right. Um, so, anyway.
0: But anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to give it a, I'm going to go right in the middle to be quite honest, I'm just going to go solid five. All right. Um, Because I didn't hate it. And the acting, I felt like, was very good. Um, And again, after I understood it, I appreciated it a little bit more. Not saying that I want to go out and watch it again. But I appreciate it for what it is.
1: Okay, I'm with you there. Sam?
2: Well, (laughs) I was one of the rare few uh, somehow caught on to this um, pretty early, so I was able to enjoy it, I think, a little bit more. Um, I do believe it's a little heavy-handed. This is not 2001, this is not The Shining where the, the references are very hidden. Um, this is about as in your face as you can get uh, in terms of symbolism and, and allegory. Um, and uh, But I still, I don't want to watch it again um, because it is a hard watch, you know. It's showing the ugliness of of who we are as a species. But I, is it an important movie? Would I recommend it? Lord knows, I, I probably would not recommend it to my parents. But sometimes people need to see the ugliness to understand it. Uh, so I, I, I'll give it. A, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half because I think it's an important film.
1: Okay. <laughs> I agree with some of those things you said, and I agree with some of the things Andrew said.
2: It's so hard; it really is. Yeah,
1: it's been a while since it I could act. easily.
2: It could easily be a two.
1: Yeah, like if I had not read. Now again, it's my job to research the movie. Had I had I not researched any of the movie, and maybe eventually later figured out on my own if I thought about it and like, oh, it's real. Oh, I get. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Like if I had done that. I probably would give this a two and a half. Yeah, I probably would have. Um, but then I, once I kind of learned more about it and what it's supposed to be, and then it makes sense, um, then I kind of makes it higher. But then part of me says, "Yeah, but it, it, if you have to do extracurricular work on your movie,
2: <laughs> you sound like my my students." Just give me the test answers, Mister Vector.
1: Like if I have to do the extra work, like that was my one of my beefs with. The just uh, not the Batman versus Superman. Like if I have to watch an extended version of your movie for it to be not awful, then then the first one's awful. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a problem there. With that having been said, I I, I still don't think that this is a terrible movie. We have seen terrible movies recently. Mm-hmm. Last week, um, this is a art house thing. Art house movies are not my wheelhouse. Um, I don't typically go for these types of movies. I've never seen the artist. I've, like most of the Oscar winners, I don't watch. That's just not my kind of entertainment. I've not seen Lady What Has Sex with Fish. I've not seen that movie. And I—that's I <laughs> the official
0: title, right? I don't I think have. I have seen that one. I don't and think watch.
1: I don't, I don't know if I ever will because of what it is. So, um, not that I don't like a good movie. movie yeah, a movie that makes you think. Uh, I just, it's not my kind of thing. So I don't know. I'm struggling with this. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm this, just,
2: I, I will say this has I'm, been one of the hardest rankings I've done in a long time. Yeah. Cause it was such a spectrum.
1: I'm going to give it just to, just to screw up with the numbers a little bit. I'm going to give it a 5.15. Um, I liked huh. it just a little bit better than, than just medium. You know, it, I mean, just a little bit. There's some things that annoy me as as, as a filmmaker that he did. Again, lighting, uh, not lighting, but like sound design, camera work, sound design, camera work, things like that. But, um, it, I, I, I didn't hate it. I don't, I don't, I get, I get the movie. I get it, and I think in that what the movie is saying is actually kind of brilliant in a way. Um, so I get. The brilliance behind a lot of the, um, like why Javier Bardem is twenty-one years older than her, and um, why he's such a dick to her, and like I get it now,
2: but mm-hmm.
1: I, I still don't know if I like it. So, and I'm never gonna watch it again. I've already said that on record. I'm never mm-hmm. gonna watch this again. Um, so, there we are. So we're gonna put Mother to bed because yes, it needs to go to bed, and so do I. So next week we are doing. We're talking one... You can't get more opposite of a movie than what we're about <laughs> to do. We're doing Doom. The two... Uh, I don't know when it came out. It came out sometime in 2000. In the 2000s. Uh, 2005. It's got your... Um, You're the, your, the Rock. you your Carl Urban. Um, a couple of people that I remember from Band of Brothers. And... Uh, Wow, Dwayne Johnson—he's way oh uh, for, yeah first build only—he's way down there. because he hadn't hit wow. his well, it's two thousand five. He hadn't really hit his stride yet. He was still yeah, he it, was still cooking. Yeah, like like Carl Urban is your is your hero of the movie. You know, like he's your lead, um, and he's still a few years away from dread.
0: Now, I've never seen this. Is this one first person shooter?
1: It's based on the game, which is the first-person shooter. The movie is not portrayed in first-person shooter. Well, uh, there is a moment, but it's not the whole movie.
0: It's Uh, not the Henry... What was that movie? Hardcore Henry. Henry. No, that is
1: streaming, and I do kind of want to watch that, too, though. Uh, That's the guy what brought us District 9. Yeah. Same guy. So it's the same actor in all of them, too. He's always the same dude. Anyway... um, this is a real dumb film and I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm I'm actually kinda of looking forward yeah, let's to Let's turn off
2: our brain for a film. That's yeah,
1: yeah. And then the the movie after that is Witch and then we're gonna end with
2: By the way, who would have thought that a horror movie like our, our month of October horror movies would, would make us think like this one did?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, this and the shining there's gonna be some brain power being used. Doom definitely not, and I have no idea what to expect with Witch. I only saw the article that you sent me that said which is the best horror film in the last decade and is hiding on Netflix. Which uh, is? Which?
0: Which. Yeah, which which, is the <laughs> best
1: one. <laughs> uh, I'm not going any farther down that rabbit hole. Um, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. Um, yes. Good night. Uh, man. I'm exhausted. Truly, I am. Uh, that's the show. Like I said, we're doing Doom next week, and in the meantime, you can send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail dot com.
2: What did you think about Mother? Let yeah, us know.
1: let us know or or tweet or Facebook, whatever. Um, and uh, and our um, our our foreign listeners, our non USA listeners, I just can you tweet at the show or emails and just say, hey, we're listening because. I've been noticing we're getting a lot more traffic. We've always kind of had our Canadian. We have a couple of people that are from Canada that listen. We, we love you. But we've been getting a few listeners in England consistently, which I think is super cool. Um, and we've had the last four or five weeks, we've had listeners from Germany and France. So That's just
0: robot fishing scam. Uh,
1: and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a phishing scam. But if you're real, could you just even if it's email just says, yep, yeah, we're real. Um, Say cool. guten tag. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, otherwise i just assume that it's you're not. You're just it's just I don't know, robots in disguise. Um that more than meets the eye. Uh at Cheapseatcast is our Twitter account. Um, and Facebook.com dot slash Cheap Seat reviews is how you can find us there. Leave us a review, iTunes would be great. Um yeah, you know, more people that leave the review, more people can find us. And uh well, that's kinda cool to have people that when I actually listen to the show. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week for Doom.